Welcome back. It has been a solid minute since we've done a podcast. It's just me today because we've got a lot to talk about. And I didn't text any of the boys. I, want, I just I, I need to get my thoughts out somewhere. But before we start, the reason why it's been a minute, why it's been three and a half weeks since we've done a podcast, is because of Antonio Brown. We did a podcast. We have recorded three podcasts in the last three weeks, all really good episodes. And when I went home that night after recording it, and edited it, edited the audio, and was ready to put it out. Something each each time happened that stopped me from putting it out. Number one, we, Fonzie and I, recorded the first podcast about... I would probably say it was a week after episode 20. And we were talking... It, it was right when all the Antonio Brown stuff happened in Oakland. And we were talking about what the future was going to hold for Antonio Brown. He hadn't yet been released. The next morning, he gets released by the Raiders. Or two, two, two days after, I guess. I think we recorded it on a Thursday night. Two days after, he gets released by the Raiders. So we couldn't put that podcast out because everything that we were saying had been completely you know, refuted. If that's the right word, I don't even know. Because Antonio Brown got cut. We go to record another podcast. About Antonio Brown's future. As a free agent. Five hours later. Antonio Brown is signed by the Patriots. I then record a podcast. The week before Antonio Brown's. Debut with the Patriots. Talking about. How I think this is going to play out. With the Patriots. The next night. Antonio Brown is accused of a sex, of sexual assault allegations made by, and we'll get into all of that. And then that happens. And yeah, I couldn't put out any of those podcasts. And then we were going to do a podcast. And then we had plans to do a fourth. I guess I should say we, we recorded three and had plans to do a fourth. And right before we do the fourth, after Antonio Brown's debut game with the Patriots, he is cut by the Patriots. Not even... What was it? Ten days, spent ten days or or something with the team. So that's why we haven't put out a podcast. Finally, now that there is, I'm almost ninety percent certain that everything I say right now, nothing, none of it. Like I'm not going to make any predictions. None of what I say is going to, um, none of what I say is going to be, I guess, refuted. Is the right word? I don't even know. But you know what I'm talking about. None of what I say in this podcast has any potential to be to that we can look back on it and say, well, that didn't end up happening because I'm just going to I'm just going to talk about what happened. So let's get right into it. Episode 21. It's just me. Don't know how long this episode is going to be. It's Sunday. We've got NFL football on in less than 90 minutes. Grab a drink of water if you're dehydrated because this is going to be a very juicy episode. I'm going to do the same. All right. I think let's just start with the timeline of all this stuff that's happened with Antonio Brown because it's there's nothing <clears throat> I haven't seen 
this happen in professional sports ever, I don't think. It, it's, it's the most bizarre situation that's gone on for so long. So let's take a look at the timeline, just so we're all on the same page. And if you're listening to this in the odd chance that you don't know what I'm talking about, you're about to find out. So this is Antonio Brown's timeline. We are, we're going to go all the way back to December of 2018, week 17, right after Christmas. Antonio Brown was benched after an altercation with Ben Roethlisberger. He then skipped the walkthrough the next day on Friday, the team walkthrough, and that led to him being put on the bench for week 17. He did not play. Right after that, AB, I don't even, this isn't even a fact, but I think he went on a Twitter rant of some sort calling out the Steelers and basically saying that he was done. Requested a trade, I believe, at some point. And then in March, a few months later, fast forward, we're in 2019 now, there were reports that he was going to go to the Bills. There were reports that he was going to go to the Texans. He was going to go to the Jets. He was going to go to the Chiefs. He was going to go to the Raiders. He was going to go to the Rams. There were reports that he was going to go to almost every NFL team. And it looked like it was going to be the Bills for a long time there. And then finally, on March 10th, Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders for a third round and a fifth round pick. Pretty much next to nothing. So that should tell you right away that the Steelers just didn't want Antonio Brown. A third and a fifth round pick in exchange for arguably the most talented wide receiver that the game has ever seen. That's like... To put it into, I don't even know if I can put it into more simpler terms. That's like, let's say I'm a big Chick-fil-A fan. Let's say you go to Chick-fil-A and you get um, 12 nuggets, a chicken sandwich, waffle fries. You have this great meal and you're sitting there and it's a really good meal. And someone comes up and is like, hey, I want that meal, but I don't have any money. Here's a dime that I found on the floor. Take it, and I will eat your food. And you agree to that. It, it, Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders for a fucking bag of potato chips. Like, that, that's how next to nothing the Steelers got in return for the greatest wide receiver of all time. And that's not my opinion. That's a fact. Antonio Brown, a generational talent on the field, was traded for, like, a roll of lint. Literally, to the Raiders, who were happy to give up a third and fifth round pick for Antonio Brown. So it seemed like, at that time, Antonio Brown was now in Oakland. The saga, the saga in Pittsburgh had ended, which was really not a saga. It was really just like a month or two of Twitter beef and, you know, unfollowing the Steelers on Instagram and getting benched. It wasn't like a saga. And we thought it was over. He's going to go play for the Raiders, and the Raiders are going to suck still. Little did we know, we were in store for a heap of drama to come in, in, the, ne- in the coming months. So now he's on the Raiders. July 30th of 2019, 
Antonio Brown practices with the Raiders for the first time, but leaves early when he is not allowed to wear the helmet of his choice. And you all remember the podcast we did about that. He threatened to retire from the NFL because he wasn't allowed to wear a helmet. I don't even I don't even want to get into it again. I forget what episode it was. But Fonzie and I talked about it. Antonio Brown and I I I said it then and I'm not changing my views on this. I think threatening to retire because you aren't allowed to wear an old helmet that has proven to cause CTE. The NFL's changing. They're focused more on the head. And they're focused more on brain injuries because these NFL players retire and have these ridiculous brain injuries. So when you are when when they say you can't wear that helmet anymore, it's it it's not of regulation. And you threaten to retire. I'm not changing my views on this. That's probably the that's probably the softest shit I've ever heard. And and I've said this on a podcast. I don't need to go into it again. So more drama. September 4th, and the whole, by the way, this isn't even in the timeline. I'm reading this timeline off of TSN, by the way. I'm not making this timeline up. I'm, obviously, I'm not making it up, but I'm not going off the top of my head. This isn't in the timeline, but I'm, but I'm going to add this in. He also got freaking frostbite on the bottom of his feet and couldn't practice for like two months. And I know that Antonio Brown is a very hard worker, but that should be added in the timeline. That he had already missed practice with the Raiders because of this foot injury from the, I don't even know what it's called, something therapy. It's basically like freezing yourself to, to heal. He got frostbite on the bottom of his feet, couldn't run. And his feet were gross. They were all cut up. September 4th. Antonio Brown was fined for missing practice and had a confrontation with Raiders GM Mike Mayock where he said that he would hit him, called him, not a racial, eh, I guess it is a racial slur. He's a white man, so he called him a cracker. And then kicked a football into the stands at practice and said, find me for that. And I'm sure a lot of you are going to be surprised by this, given my school of thought. I was actually on Antonio Brown's side. Because I said, and this I said this in a podcast that never got released. I said that the way that the Raiders, A, handled this situation, B, run their organization, and C, communicate with their players, is so lackluster, so unorganized, so JV, that I, I was 100% on Antonio Brown's side, and I don't, and I don't know why, I just, I just saw what he saw. That, and I, I, I compare everything to the Patriots because I think that that's the best run organization ever. The, the current, the, the Patriots of the last 10 years or 20 years, the Patriots of the last, of the, of the 21st century, best organization to ever play in the NFL. So I compare everything to the Patriots, not even just, not even just talent wise. I think that they run their organization, the ins and outs, front office, a lot better than anybody else has. You like this stuff 
stuff, altercations at practice, fights, you know, disputes with general managers, you know, issues with helmets, fines. You, this happens everywhere. Like it it is in, it, it is not a, it is not a fallacy. This happens on every team every week. What's the difference between it happening on a team like the New England Patriots or the Dallas Cowboys or the Kansas City Chiefs versus it happening on the Raiders? You're going to hear about it when it happens on the Raiders. That, that's a fact. The Oakland Raiders run a terrible organization. Mike Mayock, general manager Mike Mayock, this whole time throughout the Antonio Brown saga, communicated to the media. He didn't communicate to Antonio Brown. He communicated to the media. He came out in press conferences and said, I'm feeling this way about Antonio Brown. I'm feeling that way about Antonio Brown. We want this from him. This is our expectation. He didn't communicate that to Antonio Brown because if he did, he wouldn't have felt the need to say it in a press conference. But he wanted, I don't even necessarily know if he wanted to put the spotlight on him or if he just doesn't know how to run an organization. But, He did not communicate through A.B. and his team. He communicated through the media. And for someone like Antonio Brown, who doesn't take criticism well, that's a fact, who is, in my opinion, bipolar, just given his actions and given his behavior on the field, off the field, on social media, he's bipolar. For someone like Antonio Brown, when you're facing constant criticism in the media from your general manager, that's going to tick you off and that's going to set you off. And that's what happened. If he had sat Antonio Brown down in his office, kept this 100% private and criticized him there, I think Antonio Brown would have taken it and been like, yeah, I agree with you. This helmet thing is stupid. I lost sight of it. You know, the feet, unfortunate thing. I probably shouldn't have been doing this freeze therapy thing. And I probably shouldn't have missed practice. You're right. I'll take the fine and let's just get on with it and try to win some football games. That, that, that would have been the smart thing to do if you were the Raiders. The dumb thing to do was go out into the media and say, he needs to be all in or all out at this point. We're disappointed in his behavior. This is BS. The way he's acting is BS. He's not, you know... He's not living up to the expectation that we set for him in March. That's going to set Antonio Brown off. You have to be delicate when dealing with Antonio Brown. You have to be delicate when dealing with athletes in general because there's such a spotlight put on them in the media. And we saw it happen, and I'm going to get to that in this past week with all the allegations. There is such a spotlight, good or bad spotlight, put onto these athletes. So when you come out and bash your number one wide receiver to the media and not say a single word before that to him or to anybody else. That's just, I, it, I can't, I can't fathom that, that how you run an organization like that. Cause guess what? You lost him. And that's why the Raiders would still have Antonio Brown. If it weren't for Mike Mayock, a hundred percent guaranteed the Patriots on the other hand, going back to talking about in the media, you never hear about this stuff. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Players get fined on the Patriots and players get in trouble and there's fights at practice every single day and I can guarantee you that. 
Why don't you hear about it? Because when Bill Belichick ste- steps up to the podium at the press conference, he doesn't say, look, this is what happened today in our private closed team practice that I want everyone in the world to know about and start buzzing about for the next week on Twitter and on ESPN on SportsCenter. He doesn't say that. He doesn't comment. Bill Belichick is a genius when it comes to interviews. And I know a lot of people who aren't, you know, don't do this, don't analyze these situations, think that he's a complete asshole. Bill Belichick is a genius when it comes to interviews and press conferences because he doesn't give away anything. He wants the operations of the team to be kept within the building. He doesn't even want the night janitor to know what happened that day. He doesn't want the security guards to know who got fined, who got cut. He keeps it right in his office, right on his desk. No one except for him, except for Josh McDaniels, except for Robert Kraft. Sometimes Robert Kraft may not even know. That's, that's, how, that's how close to the chest he's holding his cards. And that's the most genius way to run an organization because you know what the Patriots do? They just win. None of the bullshit. None of the he said, she said. None, no helmet controversy. They just win. And that's why Antonio Brown was the perfect fit for this Patriots offense. An offense that you need a wide receiver in because you can't, you, your wide receiver core right now, your two, your two guys who are vying for number one, Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon, are not reliable players. Josh Gordon, because he's played seven years in this league and had six suspensions. He's only he's only played one season where he lasted the entire season. It was 2013, had career numbers, unbelievable numbers. Led the league in receiving yards, maybe even receiving touchdowns. It was a great year for Josh Gordon. Every other year, he has faced suspension from his team, from the NFL, fines, punishments, etc. So, I heard this the other day. These people who have addictions like this, they go through good spells and they go through bad spells. Josh Gordon may appear good right now. He's played two games. He's got a touchdown. He's got some decent receptions. He's looking great physically. The guy is in killer shape. That's a good spell. And you may say to yourself, hey, he's finally over it. But what happened last year when he joined the Patriots? He was playing I, I would argue that he was playing out of his mind for someone who was out of the league for a while, had some great touchdowns, great receptions, strong guy, could fight off the DBs. He was playing great. And then what happened? All of a sudden, on December 2nd, they drop a complete bomb on us. Josh Gordon says that he is taking time away from football. And then five seconds later, the NFL suspends him indefinitely. So Josh Gordon could drop off your team just like that. You don't know when he's going to be here and when he's going to be gone. I'm surprised that they took a chance on him and kept him for this season. I'm glad they did. But you never know. You just never know. And it's an illness. It's not a choice that Josh Gordon has. It's an illness. It's an addiction. So he can't control it. No one can control it. But, you know, he's delicate. So we don't know if Josh Gordon's going to play all 16 games or if he's just going to drop out again halfway through the season. We don't know. And I hope to God he doesn't. But we don't know. Julian Edelman, on the other hand, is just 
I love Julian Edelman. I love the way he plays, and he is an absolute warrior on the field. But he gets hurt a lot. When you play his position and when you play the way that he plays, and you know what I mean, and if you don't, go watch Julian Edelman highlights. He almost gets decapitated on every reception. Being a, a small slot receiver with probably lacking some brain cells up there, no offense, just a complete nut gets absolutely obliterated by linebackers and then pops right back up. He gets hurt a lot. So there's no guarantee. It's like, it's like Gronk. There's no guarantee that Julian Edelman's going to play all 16 games this year. He gets hurt a lot. So that leaves you with Philip Dorsett because Nikhil Harry, your first-round draft pick, is hurt for a while. You're now left with Philip Dorsett as your number one re- receiver going up against cornerbacks like like Josh Norman. I don't even know if we play the Redskins, but for example, Josh Norman. Um Tyron Matthew. I don't even know if we play the Texans. Basically what I'm trying to say is you have a notorious wide receiver four going up against the best cornerbacks in the league and that can't happen. So what did they do? They saw an opportunity. Best wide receiver in the league just got cut. Let's go get him and they got him. Antonio Brown signed with the Patriots two weeks ago. Two weeks ago yesterday. It was an unreal experience. If you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen us going absolutely crazy. We're sitting in the outfield at the Red Sox game. We were there filming a video for TBR, which should be out tonight, by the way. I've been slacking on the editing lately. And all of a sudden, Antonio Brown, everyone was joking about it in there earlier in the day. Oh, Antonio Brown to the Patriots. Ha ha. And then guess what? They did it. So let's check back in on that timeline. September 9th, he signs with the Patriots. Unreal. My head was spinning. And then and then the conversation started again. 19-0? 16-0? 19-0? Like, who's gonna beat us? Who's gonna beat the Patriots? Nobody. Nobody was gonna beat the Patriots. You had the best wide receiver ever, best quarterback ever. Arguably the second best wide receiver when healthy and when sober in Josh Gordon. No one's talking about that because he hasn't really played that much. But I would argue that Josh Gordon may be the best talent or the best athlete in the NFL right now when sober and when healthy. I really would. And that's not me being biased. I I would have said that if he was still on the Browns. I would have said that if he was on any team in the NFL. I would have said that if he was a free agent. I think Josh Gordon, when sober and when healthy, may be one of the best athletes in the NFL. That's, That's my opinion. I think I'm sure someone else would agree with me out there. I don't know. Going back to this, though, everyone... Started talking about sixteen and zero and nineteen and zero, and it was it was a dream. I was I was on cloud nine because I'm a huge Patriots fan, and you know that you know I'm a huge Boston sports guy. I'm not a big Celtics guy. I'm a huge Red Sox guy, but they're out of the playoffs now. I'm a huge Patriots guy, and I'm a huge Bruins guy. So I was buzzing. I was completely buzzing, and I may not have shown it, you know, going all over Instagram and going all over Twitter, and be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I was ridiculously buzzing. 
that was a dream for me. And hey, Antonio Brown was on my fantasy team too. So that's that's a plus. And that dream lasted two days. Sorry, one day. No, it lasted two days because he officially signed the paper on Sunday the 9th. It lasted 48 hours. Antonio Brown on September 11th was accused of sexual assault. No, September 10th. I'll check the timeline to make sure. I think it was September 10th. September 10th. He was accused of sexual assault by a former athletic trainer. And there was... (laughs) I'm not even going to get into this. Carp and I went back and forth on this on social media for a while. We posted something. I posted something on TBR. And I said, that accusation is bull. I called this woman out. I said, it's completely bullshit. It's just my opinion. I didn't say it's a fact that it's bullshit. It's just my opinion. It's still my opinion. And now I'm going to get get into it. What I've been wanting to say for two weeks now, but couldn't because a certain someone made me take down the Instagram post in which I stated my opinion about this. Freedom of speech. Just saying. Is it just me? Or is this is this timing a little murky? And if you if you really wanted to, before you form an opinion, I'm sure you already already have formed an opinion about Antonio Brown at this point. Go and read over the details of this allegation and of this civil suit. Just go ahead and read over the details for a second. And I don't know why more people aren't talking about this. Well, I do actually. I know 100% why more people aren't talking about this. And I'm never the guy to point fingers at race and make everything about race. And I don't think it's 100% about race. I think it's about Antonio Brown's character. He's known to be a cocky, hateable, little bitch on and off the field. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue against that. Because I kind of agree. Antonio Brown is not your holier-than-thou, you know, savior, just 100% clean guy. He just isn't. He has like five kids with four different women. It's like Chief Keef. I mean, that should tell you enough. But I respect the guy on the football field 100%. And I think I'm on his side in this whole thing. I think he's getting a bad rap because of his character. And I'm going to point out a few examples. First, let's just... You already know what the allegation is. He was accused of sexual assault and he was accused of rape with a former athletic trainer who dated him on and off for a time And she admits that some of it was consensual, but some of it wasn't. And that Antonio Brown, like, wouldn't pay her. So she was accused him of rape. And it's she moved to Pittsburgh to be with him. It's all really murky. Here's my thing. Why wait? Why'd you wait till now? Why? What took you so long? Antonio, it's not like he's new. It's not like Antonio Brown hasn't been the best receiver in the league for nine years. I mean, Antonio Brown has without a doubt been the best receiver in the NFL playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a long time, racking up thousands of receiving yards in a season, racking up numerous touchdowns a game, front flipping over defenders into the end zone, all over social media, you know, millions of followers 
Jersey sales through the roof. Why'd you wait till now? Why'd you wait till he signed with the best team of this decade? Why? That's my question. That was that was, that would be my one question if I if I if I met this woman. Why'd you wait till now? I wouldn't ask about the murky timeline. I wouldn't say, well, why did you move out to Pittsburgh to be with him when he didn't know you were moving out there and you two were broken up? Without him knowing, why did you move to Pittsburgh from Florida? Why was it why if you dated, then why was some of this consensual and some of it wasn't? And you can't even remember what was consensual and what wasn't. Why is your timeline so murky? I wouldn't even ask that. I have questions about that. Wouldn't ask that. Well, what would I ask? Why'd you wait till now? The day after he officially signs a contract with the New England Patriots. And this allegation just opened up a mess. All hell broke loose in the world of Antonio Brown, in the world of the New England Patriots. And it's it's really too bad. The, all Everybody jumped on him. Everybody jumped on him. All over this. And you know what? I think that's a, so unfair. And I, a quick fuck you to the Sports Illustrated writer who wrote that article. Why'd you wait till now? Everybody jumped on the I hate Antonio Brown bandwagon. Everybody jumped on the Antonio Brown sexually assaulted so-and-so bandwagon. Why did you wait till now even if it's true? Like why? Why would you wait till now? You've had like, oh my God, it doesn't even make sense. He's been in the league since 2010 doing this. Why did you wait till now? It's, it, 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 it bothers me. It's so hypocritical of the NFL. And the NFL didn't even step in. Let's go back to that timeline. He was accused of sexual assault. They didn't have time to meet with the accuser before week two. So, Antonio Brown played against the Dolphins. He got a touchdown. He played really well. Everyone was really excited. He looked like he fit in. Obviously, he didn't know the whole offense, but you know what? He and, he and Tom Brady were clicking. He was dancing on the sidelines with everybody. I loved it. I was loving the energy. Absolutely loving the energy. And then a day later, this Sports Illustrated article comes out. A second accusation of sexual assault. And I read the article. First of all, with the timing again, why? why why'd you all wait? You waited until after he signed with the Patriots to accuse him the first time. You wait till after he scores his first touchdown with the Patriots to accuse him a second time. And not only are you accusing him of sexual assault, you're bringing up this random bullshit that, that we've known for years. Antonio Brown's cheap. Antonio Brown is owes his old chef 30K. Antonio Brown is stealing money from people. We knew that. That was never that was never like up for debate. That came out in like 2014. The only reason you want to talk about it now is because you want to jump on this Antonio Brown bandwagon and get him off the Patriots. And the first and the first allegation, I don't know if Carp's going to make me take this down, but I'm going to say it anyway. It sounds like a money grab to me. It sounds like an absolute money grab to me. Civil suit. 
a civil suit for a rape. I don't want to speak for, you know, because it, because if it's true, by all means, then I'll take my speculation back. And it could very well be true. He's innocent until proven guilty, and that's why I'm fed up right now. It could very well be true. And I'm not saying that it isn't true. What I'm saying is a lot of the signs are pointing, it, pointing at it being a money grab. That's really what I should have started with. It's a money grab. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is true. It's a money grab, though. You're looking for money. And you're looking to ruin this guy's life. That you, I, don't, I don't even know. If you were raped by somebody... And we're getting like really, you know, really on the line here. But I'm just going to, it just needs to be said. If you were raped by somebody and you go to the police, wouldn't you want them in jail? Wouldn't you want them out of your life forever in a place behind bars where you know that they can't hurt you again? Just, just, that's my first instinct is to, to ensure that I will. I, the accuser, will never be in a place of danger again where this this rapist can can assault me again. I would want them in jail. That's my personal opinion. But no, she's filing a civil suit, which means she just wants money. And then a report came out that says that this woman owed the IRS like $300,000 because she wasn't paying her taxes. And then Antonio Brown in his defense statement, is stating, claiming, that this woman got a, I, I don't even know what they call it, a liaison, not a liaison, um, something, a notice from the IRS. She got a notice from the IRS saying that she owed them a lot of money because she wasn't paying her taxes. She goes to Antonio Brown, hey, can I borrow a million dollars? He goes, no. She goes, well, how about $300,000? He says, no, I'm not going to just give you this money. They were broken up at this time, I believe. She was asking him for money so she could pay off her debt. And then she goes, could I have season tickets? No. Moves out to Pittsburgh, asked for season tickets. No. This is what Antonio Brown's claiming, by the way. I'm not saying this actually happened. We don't know. We'll probably never know. And then when Antonio Brown denied giving her a million dollars, giving her $300,000, giving her season tickets, like the opportunity to, for her to move in with him, she is saying that he raped her after all that. So, you tell me, that seem legit or does this seem like a money grab? Because to me, it sounds like you're looking for some money. Antonio Brown was set to get paid a lot this year. That's the other thing about timing. Why did you wait till he signed a mediocre contract with the Patriots for like 15 mil? That's a lot of money, but he was getting double that money in Oakland. Why, why didn't you come out in March if you were looking for money? And say, yeah, Antonio Brown raped me when he was getting paid $30 million by the Raiders. Why did you go after him when he was getting paid half that by the Patriots? Ding. Something just goes off in my head. A, it's a money grab. B, she wants to ruin his life and get him off the Patriots. Maybe she's just not a Patriots fan. I don't know. People were conspiring that the NFL had something to do with it. Roger Goodell was behind it. Paid this woman off something. I don't know. 
everything's a possibility at this point. And I'm not going to lean one way or the other. I'm just saying. Sounds like a money grab to me. All right. That's, that's the first accusation. The second accusation, it's just complete hop on the bandwagon. Completely hopping on the Antonio Brown bandwagon. On the anti-Antonio Brown bandwagon. Bringing up stuff that we already knew. But they're swinging the general public, people who don't follow football as closely as I do, people who don't follow football as closely as Patriots fans do, as Steelers fans do, as Raiders fans do. Getting the general public, people who don't watch the NFL week in and week out, who read CNN, who watch CNN, who read the New York Times, who watch MSNBC, who watch CBS. They're turning all those people against Antonio Brown, bringing up these, you know, facts from 2015, stuff that we already knew. That'd be like that'd be like going to the Patriots right now and be like, well, you had Aaron Hernandez on your team and he was a murderer, so you guys should be punished. Like, <laughs> we know. That is it. Where have you been? Like, it's 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 so irrelevant. It, it's 100% irrelevant. We already knew that Antonio Brown was a cheapskate. We already knew that he owed people money. We already knew that he wasn't paying his personal chef. That came out a long time ago. A long time ago. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a single fuck. I don't care if Antonio Brown owes his personal chef a million dollars. I really don't care. That's personal matter. I'm not going to judge him on his character by that. I'm not going to say that, oh, he needs to be suspended because he owes he owes his chef money. No, that's just dumb. That's just they were at the this person who wrote the Sports Illustrated article was at the scrapyard just looking for scraps. They were on like page 24 of Antonio Brown Google search when an article from 2015 comes up saying that Antonio Brown owes, owes some people some money. Like. That was we knew that. Come on, that was you're just looking for. At that point, it's so obvious you're just looking for stuff to put out there. And hey, kudos to you because it was a smart strategy. You got the dumb general public to go against Antonio Brown. And now what you have on your hands is a witch hunt, and you can't tell me otherwise. Even if he did, even if he did, let's let's put this into terms. Even if he did rape this woman, okay, multiple people. Let's say he did. He deserves to be kicked out of the league. I agree. Or not kicked out of the league. Sorry. No. He doesn't deserve to be kicked out of the league. He deserves to be suspended. He does not, on the other hand, deserve to face public backlash from everybody, no matter if they're a football fan or not, because he owes some people some money. That's it. Like, it's a witch hunt. You can't tell me it isn't a witch hunt at this point. Now everyone's coming out with stuff. Oh, Antonio Brown didn't sign a jersey for me. Oh, Antonio Brown, you know, I said hi to him and he just walked past me on the streets. Now they're just, we're scrapping. At this point, they're just at the scrapyard looking for some scraps because they want to they wanna put Antonio Brown down. They want to get him out. So then after the Sports Illustrated article comes out, Antonio Brown reportedly sent threatening texts to the Sports Illustrated article writer with pictures of her kids. Or his, I don't even know who wrote it. Her kids. But 
they came from an anonymous number, supposedly. So how are you going to prove that it's Antonio Brown? Anybody could have gotten your number. There were millions of Patriots fans sending threats to this woman. How are you going to prove that it's Antonio Brown? You're not. That's, that's the answer. You're just at the scrap yard looking for scraps. And it's sad that that's what led to Antonio Brown's release from the Patriots because all day Friday, people or all, all night Friday, because this happened in the afternoon, people were speculating that something happened at the Patriots facility because Antonio Brown practiced that day. And Bill Belichick, if something had happened, we probably would never find out about it because he's that good at keeping things to himself. But I honestly just think the Patriots didn't want to deal with all the buzz. Even even if they thought he was innocent, which I think a lot of people do, based on the very murky facts of all these allegations. Even if they thought he was innocent, I just don't think the Patriots are the team to want to deal with all the hype and all the buzz in a negative way. There was new stuff coming out about Antonio Brown every day for the past 14 days. You really think the Patriots wanted to deal with that for the rest of the season? Because more was going to come out. True or not, more is going to come out. Probably not anymore because he's not on the Patriots anymore. And you're going to see this Antonio Brown stuff die down because he's not on the Patriots anymore. And that's just a fact. It's like, oh, okay, he's not on a team. He's not making money. This first accuser is going to back down, guaranteed. Because it's a money grab. It's going to die down because no one's going to give a shit anymore. And that's so sad. It's so it, it it's 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 so sad. I mean, he had a he had a promising year ahead of him on the New England Patriots. And if if he did indeed sexually assault these women, he should be suspended. No, he shouldn't be kicked out of the league. You want to know why? Cuz Tyreek Hill is still playing football. Kareem Hunt is still playing football. So no, Antonio Brown should not be kicked out of the league. And if you think he should, bite your tongue right now. Because Tyreek Hill is still playing football. And if you don't know what Tyreek Hill did, God, look it up. Because it's bad. And I don't even want to go into the details. But it is much worse than what Antonio Brown is allegedly accused of doing. Kareem Hunt is still playing football. Eight game suspension, but he's still playing. He didn't get kicked out. He's on a new team. He's on the Browns, who, with, with Kareem Hunt, are looking pretty damn good this year. He's still playing football. So make the argument, why should Antonio Brown not be playing football anymore? Let me know. Come at me in the DMs. Hit my DMs and let me know why Antonio Brown should be kicked out of the NFL. Please tell me why. Because, God, every NFL player nowadays has, has something in their past. So... Tell me why Antonio Brown shouldn't be playing football in the NFL anymore. Let me know. Just let me know. Now, what does the future hold for AB? I don't even know how long this episode's been. I just basically ranted. This is the whole episode, by the way. I'm not talking about anything else. We're just breaking down the Antonio Brown situation. That's the title. What does the future hold for Antonio Brown? I don't think he'll play in the NFL anymore. Because this morning he said he's not going to play in the NFL anymore. So there you go. He'll probably, I don't know. He doesn't need the money. 
think he's sick of it, sick of the hypocrisy. Antonio Brown this morning, if you don't know, went on a Twitter tirade. A tirade. Absolute, like, oh. And this is this also makes me think that Antonio Brown is bipolar. Let's go through t- Antonio Brown's Twitter feed. On 9-10-19, Antonio Brown retweeted, Welcome to New England at AB84 from the Patriots. That was on September 10th. On September 20th, 10 days later, he tweets, Thank you for the opera. Oh, I dropped my phone. <laughs> oh, no. It scrolled all the way to the top. He goes, thank you for the opportunity at Patriots. Hashtag go win it. So that was after he had gotten released. And then he went on Instagram and like posted something with Tom Brady. And he was like, win it for me. That same day at 410, he posts a picture of the late rapper Nipsey Hussle with a quote. Sometimes people try to destroy you precisely because they recognize your power. Not because they don't see it, but because they see it and they don't want it to exist. And then, four minutes later, thanks for the, in- thanks for the opportunity, appreciate, at Patriots, with a picture of Bill Belichick and a picture of Tom Brady, both with Antonio Brown. And then, six minutes later, Picture of Antonio Brown after his first touchdown with the Patriots. Quote, if I'm lying, then I'm flying. And then, two minutes later, picture of Antonio Brown and Bill Belichick. Thank you. And then, three minutes later, no, I'm sorry, one minute later, the marathon continues. And then two hours later, just got fired on a Friday with a bunch of emojis. And then, picture of Antonio Brown at the airport, sitting on a car, the next morning, next afternoon, saying, beat the odds. We're now on to Saturday, which is yesterday. And then two hours ago, on Sunday morning at 9.30, Antonio Brown tweets, quote, will not be playing in the at NFL anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time. We will see if the at NFL PA hold them accountable Sad they can just void guarantees anytime. Going on 40 mil, two months, we'll see if they pay up. So now, Antonio Brown, in a span of 24 hours, went from thanks for the opportunity, Patriots, thanks, GOAT, go win it for me, to, hey, fuck the Patriots and fuck Robert Kraft because you won't give me my guaranteed money. Contracts void now. And then he posts a picture in a foam pit with with a woman who I'm not sure is might be the accuser might not be I'm not I'm not sure if someone knows that then sorry if I'm getting this wrong it's it, it looks like they're training though and I'm assuming that's the uh that's the trainer Antonio Brown tweets at 9:32 after tweeting out that he wasn't going to play in the NFL anymore saying quote Kraft speaking about Robert Kraft got caught in the parlor AB speculations fired. Different strokes, different folks, clearly. So I'll translate. He's saying Robert Kraft earlier this year was caught in a massage parlor, a little rub and tug action. 
you know, little, little, little misconduct. Wasn't just a massage parlor. Saying himself, Antonio Brown, speculations allegedly sexually assaulted two women. Allegedly has not been proven guilty yet, so he technically, under the law, is innocent. He's saying that just because of these allegations, he got cut from the Patriots. Different strokes, different folks, meaning that he is black and that Robert Kraft is white. Since Antonio Brown is a person of color, he was treated differently than Robert Kraft, who is white. I don't disagree with him there. Call me crazy. Call me whatever you want. But honestly, I don't disagree. Robert Kraft was proven guilty in a court of law. And what was the what was the punishment? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Granted, Robert Kraft doesn't even look like he knows where he is 99% of the time. But still, he's up in the box every game giving weak high fives to his son. After Tom Brady scores a touchdown, he's not behind bars. He didn't lose his job. He still owns the Patriots. Antonio Brown is accused by two women of sexually assaulting in this really murky timeline and is cut by the Patriots. So, mistreatment there? Guaranteed. 100%. I don't think it's fair at all that he was cut. And then, oh, it gets better. At 9.48, which is 15 minutes after he tweeted out that thing about Robert Kraft, he posts a snippet of an article and in it from September 15th, 2010. Quote, Shannon Sharp accused of sexual assault. TV analyst and former NFL tight end Shannon Sharp has reportedly decided to step away from his analyst gig at CBS Sports after a woman accused him of sexually assaulting her and threatening her life. Antonio Brown comments, Shannon Sharp, the funny guy on TV, still after this. And then a snippet, March 5th, 2010. Steelers quarterback investigated in sexual assault. Two years after being accused of raping a Nevada woman, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is being investigated in an allegation of sexual assault at a Georgia nightclub. A.B. comments, four games for Big Ben, crazy world, I'm done with it. So Ben Roethlisberger was suspended four games, kept his job with the Steelers for a long time, won a Super Bowl ring with the Steelers, still with the Steelers. And he was, he was accused of sexual assault. Antonio Brown accused of sexual assault. And gets cut. Doesn't even get a second chance. And doesn't even get a chance. Doesn't even get a first chance. And if it's proven that he's innocent, this is going to be such a bad look on the NFL and on the Patriots, on on everybody. It's going to be a terrible look. I'm disgusted with the way this was handled. And then finally, two hours ago, Antonio Brown retweeted and quoted a tweet from the Daily Beast that said Patriots fans threatened a Sports Illustrated writer who revealed a second sexual assault, sexual harassment claim that led to the ousting of Antonio Brown after just one game. He comments, system working effectively. I'm on his side, 
this has been this has been if you look at and I agree with him and I think he was smart to tweet that out Ben Roethlisberger got suspended for four games and kept his job won a Super Bowl ring with the Steelers and is still with the Steelers to this day Robert Kraft was convicted not convicted he didn't go to jail he was proven guilty in a court of law saying that he he did this I don't even know this rub and tuck thing at a massage parlor and it was like sexual harassment and it was like human trafficking and it was like really bad he nothing happened to him I don't even know if the NFL stepped in he still owns the Patriots he still goes to every game like, I don't even know what happened to Robert Kraft. <laughs> Honestly, did, it, did he face any punishment from the, from the league? No, he didn't. Antonio Brown still has not been proven guilty. Still. He is innocent until proven guilty. And if you want to come out, like there's people coming out and saying like, oh, you dirty, you dirty scumbag doing all this and doing all that. Like, he's innocent right now. He may be proven guilty later, but he's innocent. Like, he he is, under the law, innocent until proven guilty. He has not been proven guilty yet. They're meeting with the second accuser soon. And to be honest, I couldn't care less about what happens to Antonio Brown from this point forward because the Patriots aren't going to get him back. He probably won't play in the NFL again. No, I don't think the saga's over. But Antonio Brown's done in the NFL. That's my opinion. So I don't care what happens from from now on in terms of like if he's going to get suspended by the NFL or not because it's already it's already gone way past like the punishment that he should have faced. He shouldn't have faced any punishment at this point. And I'm hearing people even at my school, "Oh, it's disgusting that Belichick played him. Why? Why is it disgusting? Tell me why. It would be disgusting if he didn't play him. You're innocent until proven guilty in this country. That's the great thing about America." You're innocent until proven guilty. Why would it be disgusting if Belichick... Why is it disgusting if he played him? It would be disgusting if he didn't. If he said, look, you allegedly raped this woman. We have little to no evidence that you did it. Sit your ass on the bench, pal. That would be disgusting. And Antonio Brown probably wouldn't have played a game with the Patriots if that happened. He probably would have taken himself off the team because he's bipolar. (laughs) He probably would have went on Twitter... With all this BS, said things about Robert Kraft, said things about Bill Belichick, said things said things about Tom Brady. He would have been all over him. But you know what? I'm glad they played him for the one game, and I'm glad Bill Belichick didn't buy into the the liberal bullshit that said that Antonio Brown was already guilty. But he's done in the NFL. That's my opinion. I don't know. There's not much more to say on it. Here's what I will say, and this is what I'll what I'll end with. If Antonio Brown is proven innocent, if this woman was looking for money because she owes the IRS money because she's not paying her taxes, and if all these people who are coming out now just, just want to hop on the bandwagon and say that they were sexually assaulted by Antonio Brown, and if it comes out that he is proven innocent, first of all, he can't face prosecution. That was a, a court, a, 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 uh, what's his face? What do they call it? A judge. A judge said that Antonio Brown cannot face prosecution because of the statute of limitations. It's happened too long ago. Timeline's too murky. I can't prosecute him. That's what they said. 
So for all you people that saying that are saying he's going to go to jail, you're wrong. You're just wrong because he's not. So shut up. But if Antonio Brown is, is proven innocent, and it's proven that this woman was money grabbing, and that all of her claims, all the other women's claims, all this he owes me money, he owes that money, of all this just dies off because he's proven innocent. What a bad look it's going to be for the Patriots and what a bad look it's going to be for the NFL. I'm disgusted with the Patriots right now. I think they handled this so poorly. You, you, I think you should have waited for the NFL to weigh in. I don't think you should have cut him. He's, he's innocent still, so what, what, what was your reason for cutting him? And they're not going to come out and say one. Give me a valid reason why you cut him. Because they bought into the hype eventually. They bought into the liberal hype eventually. They didn't buy into it during week two, and they played him. They didn't sit him on the bench, and I'm glad they didn't. But they bought into it just days after and cut him. What a shame. I think that was a terrible move on the part of of the New England Patriots. And I don't know what to think anymore. I really don't. If he's proven guilty, I'm not going to take back anything I said. Because I'm just, I'm just stating what's happened right now. If he's proven innocent, the NFL has some explaining to do. Let's put it that way. And this is a corrupt league. If he, if, if he faces any punishment, like banned from the league or something, then take Tyreek Hill and take Kareem Hunt and kick them out too. Because why are they still playing? You gave Ray Rice a two-game suspension after he knocked his wife out in an elevator. Knocked his fiance out, rather, in an elevator and dragged her out. You gave him a two-game suspension at first. And then they got it right. And then they kicked him out. If you're going to kick Antonio Brown out of the league, you better round up all the players in the NFL who have sexual assault claims, accusations against them. Take all of them and kick them out of the league. And then guess what? You're not going to have many players left. Because it's Every single player in the league. Every single one. No one is 100% clean. Don't feed me that bullshit. Not even Tom Brady. Tom Brady got suspended. You forget about that? Tom Brady got suspended for four games for some bullshit. Everybody in the league has their issues. Everybody. So don't tell me that everyone's clean because they're not. Everybody in the NFL has a gray spot in their history. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. So do me a favor. If we're going to play by the rules, Roger Goodell, if you're going to play by the rule book, fucking kick everybody out of the league then. Take everybody out of the league. All right. That was episode 21. Yeah, that's it. Mercy took me in, dog. crazy, dog. Like I'm Brady, dog. For the city, for the squad. Going crazy, dog. Just like Brady, dog. Like I'm Brady, dog. I'm the GOAT. Rock a show to the Brady song. Who gon' get it done? Who gon' get it done? For the city, for the squad.